This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. The dating scene in Charlotte has been described as both a uh, challenging and a rewarding experience. Some have found love in this vibrant and diverse city, while others have really struggled to navigate the dating landscape. However, recent rankings have placed Charlotte on the list of the worst cities for dating. It is awful. What's the truth behind this discrepancy? To uncover the reality and find solutions to the challenges of the dating culture in Charlotte, we sought the advice of experts and compiled some tips and perspectives on how to make the most of dating opportunities in the city of love, hopefully someday. I'm Alex Elich, and this is the Charlotte Newsmakers Podcast. talk to my friend Anya Evans, who is a single gal who has plenty of great dating stories. And we delve into really her experience with Charlotte's dating scene, the good and the bad. I've been in Charlotte for about the past five years or so, but I've been in like, lived in like Norman, like around kind of the surrounding area before that, but from New Jersey. I've heard from not only you, but others that dating in Charlotte has kind of become a dumpster fire for a better term. <laughs> Being married now, I feel very like removed from it, but like, give me the lowdown. Like what is dating like in Charlotte? Just give me the tea. It is awful. So I feel like I, I sort of came into the dating scene in Charlotte kind of like with fresh baby eyes because I was in like very serious relationships before. And oh my gosh, I mean, it's just horrible. Like from online dating to meeting people out, it's just been barely any luck. I feel like the online dating scene is obviously horrible because you have people who are you know, just bored, you have people who aren't even really active, people who don't really know how to portray their personality on an online profile, which is a whole other issue. Like 90% of men's profiles look exactly the same. Holding Um, the fish. and (laughs) Yeah, holding the fish. Now they're adding like AI pick to like their profiles. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So yeah, I, I don't know. It's just been wild and I think it's hard for people to just show up authentically in general so that's that's I think the overall problem yeah are you running into also maybe people you kind of mentioned earlier not really portraying who they are in terms of even what they're looking for maybe someone might say oh I am looking for a serious relationship but the actions do not follow suit is that sort of part of it too totally people will tell you that they know what they want And I think that most of the time people don't, um, they know what they don't want. They know what they don't want, but they don't know what they do want. So that's, that's another issue too. And that's part of just dating is like figuring out what you like and what you don't like, which is totally fine. But a lot of people's times, minds included have been wasted in the process of, I think people thinking they know, but not truly knowing where they stand on things. Just to being authentic, I think is such a great point too. We're out of COVID. We're sort of in this age where people want to see, you know, beyond the the BS and are like, just be you. That's how how this is going to work. Do you have even any 
tips for people out there to be very authentically you. And and I ask for tips because just for for those listening, you are so incredibly authentic with your social media presence. Obviously, being my friend in person, I know who you are and and what you post very much align. Um, That's just a small scale example. But what would be just your advice for people to just keep it real when it comes to dating? I think number one, go to therapy sort yourself out because maybe you don't know maybe you don't know exactly like where you're at or what you believe in and and maybe you're just a compilation of you know all the things you've been around and you've experienced and that's what we all are but I think going to therapy really helps to just define like okay am I doing this because of my friends or my family or do I like these things because this is all I've known or do I actually like these things and enjoy these things about myself so figuring that out first and then I think like as far as just portraying yourself authentically like I think the whole concept of dating is kind of strange how we like dress up as our in our best outfit and like we go to this really fancy place and it's like what if you don't even like fancy places like what if you're if you're a guy that likes to go to the taco truck like take me to the taco truck like take me to your favorite taco truck but like I've dated people where it starts off with these like extravagant things because they think that's what I want to experience and like that's they're like literally the kind of guy who wants to like sit on the couch and play video games, which is fine. Sure. But that needs to be who you are at like all times. Like lead time. with that instead of Yeah, like lead with totally. who you really, really are. And I think when you're filling out like an online dating profile and like hinge or whatever you're on, which hinge is just horrible. I'm still on it. I'm I'm still on it and I'm I need to get off of it. But occasionally I will scroll. But it's so interesting because I think a lot of dudes don't know how to describe themselves right. and it's like ask your friends like ask your oh, family brilliant. yeah like, ask them like what you think is important to put on your profile because I think that helps too um don't have like your dumbest guy friend do it obviously he's gonna say like silly <laughs> stuff but I've seen some wild things on there oh my <laughs> but, god you know ask for help ask for help yes and don't be afraid to um no that's that's fantastic advice and particularly just for Charlotte in general, what do you just think are the biggest challenges for our area in terms of dating? Is it just people, you know, you hear even like in Charleston, I have a few friends there, they say, oh, a lot of these, you know, people just don't want to grow up and don't want to settle down. Um, Is that sort of similar here in Charlotte or what are just the particular challenges? Charlotte being a transplant city makes it extremely hard because there's always going to be an influx of new people and new experiences. And so no one really wants to settle down. They just want to keep like trying out all these flavors and experimenting, Um, which is, it's interesting, especially men. I think women, we get more of the push, like the societal push of like, oh, all my friends are getting engaged. Or like, I want to have a baby, but guys, they're not, they're not doing that here. They're, they're, you know, really into their careers and they're chasing their bag and they kind of just want to have fun experiences along the way. They're not really interested in settling down, I think, when they come to Charlotte. Um, and people from Charlotte, they're like, well, there's new girls showing up every day. So, yeah, you know, they they don't want to settle down with the girl that they've known for 10 years from their hometown. It's just not ideal. Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up, too. If you're um, a Sex in the City fan, there's a famous quote by Miranda that basically is like, yeah, men are like cabs and mm-hmm. when they put their light on, you know, the, the right time and they feel ready to settle down, 
um, that's they're ready. And the, yeah. the next person they pick up is, is probably the person they're going to marry. And again, I don't know if that's true. There's not really any data I've seen to back that up, but, and I'm sure it's the same for, you know, us women too. It's like, you have to sort of have those check boxes that, all right, I feel ready, but to your earlier point, you have to be transparent about that. And like, totally. with that. What's the worst date you've ever been on here in Charlotte? I have horror stories, some of which I've told you, but I will say the worst first date I've ever been on. And partially, I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, this was so random, but this was someone from Instagram um, that, like, we had, I'd had a few mutual friends with. And this wasn't even that long ago. But we were messaging back and forth and he was like, I'm from New York. And I was like, that's so cool. I'm from Jersey. You know, we're both in Charlotte. So we were like, we should meet up sometime. So we got a drink at Graham Street Pub. I will never forget this. It was insane. And I like got a little like appetizer. Like it was like middle of the day, like super chill. And we were just like talking about like his work and like moving here and all that stuff. And in the middle of the date, he got up and he was like, I have to go to my car really quick. And I was like, okay. And this is after he's had maybe like two drinks. I'm like on my second drink as well. He goes, he's like, I'm going to go to my car really quick. And I was like, okay, cool. So he goes to his car and I'm like sitting there for a second and I'm like, what's going on? And I think I had like a work call or something. So I answered it. And then by the time I got off the call, I was like, it's been like 20 ish minutes. Like what is going on? So I, I got my stuff and I like walked outside and his he's sitting in his car door, car door swung wide open. This man was high as a kite. <gasps> <laughs> and no. you could still smell, like you could still, <laughs> and he was just in his car, like pass out. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> insane. What did you do? Were you like, I'm out? door wide open well first off I'm like this guy's gonna get robbed he's like yes. sitting in this parking lot he's like sitting in this parking lot like this gravel parking lot pay parking so I'm like okay um hello and I'm like hey like wake up and yeah. he was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and I was like it's fine I just didn't want you like sleeping out here with your door open because you're kind of like, looking hurt, vulnerable dude. right now I'm like, you're going to end up in a sticky situation. He's like, thanks so much. And he was like, um, I think he asked me if I wanted to like go back inside or like reschedule. And I was like, no, it's fine. And we obviously never talked again after that. But so weird. So, so weird. weird. It's also like, let's use common sense. Like that should be, Seriously. I feel like a dating advice for everyone. Just <laughs> use common sense. <laughs> and um, how about don't do that? When you're yeah. on a date with someone, like it's a yeah. little rude and very strange. That is crazy. Well, on the other, you know, end of the the spectrum, what would you say is the best date you've been on thus far? I think the best dates are the ones where there's not a ton of activity involved. Mm-hmm. Some people like activities, like movies or like things like that. I really love when you can just like sit with someone and be present with them. And right. like that, that's when you learn the most about someone. I think when there's like less distractions, it's just you and the person, maybe it's like a park date or like something really chill where you're like hanging out in nature and you get to just really converse and talk. And there's no 
extra stimulation or like the nervousness of being around people and having to like yeah. sit up super straight or like things like that. Like when people can just release their inhibitions without the need for like alcohol or any of that stuff, it's just like they're chilling. Yeah. I think that's when I have the most fun usually. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure most of those aren't even the super fancy dates. It's a, let's go on a walk or go get coffee yeah. or just something really disarming where it's like, you can just be yourself and it be a little less high stress and high pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially okay. if I don't have to like put on a full face of makeup and heels. Yes. That's already you're, you win. You win. The bar is already up here. <laughs> That's amazing. From your experience dating in Charlotte so far, what have been sort of the biggest lessons that you've learned? Noticing and paying attention to, I mean, this is such a trigger word, but the red flags when people aren't showing up authentically, because I think that's all it really is. It's like, whether they're gaslighting you or lying to you or whether they just don't know who they are yet, like just noticing what those things are um, and like listening to your gut, like just listen to your intuition. If it's telling you like something's off every single time my anxiety goes off about someone, I'm right. Yeah. So I think it's just listening to that part of myself instead of saying like, oh, well, maybe it's because of this, maybe it's because of this. And then it ends up this long drawn out thing when I could have ended it in week three. Right. (laughs) Um, So I think listening to my gut um, is the biggest thing. And, and just being open to trying new things. I think we date the same type of person over and over again. Like that thing Mm -hmm. where they say it's the same guy, just different fonts. Yeah. Like, just try so true try try like emojis I don't know like just like don't put yourself in a box like try other types of men that you haven't tried before like don't stay stuck in the box because maybe you're ending up with the same thing because you're not opening yourself up to new experiences so yeah that would be the other the other thing those are both fantastic especially about the red flags because also you think oh maybe they'll change or I'm looking into this too much. And it's like, no, if it, if it feels wrong, then it's, it's definitely wrong. So that's yes. phenomenal. And I was going to say also, if he's like over the age of 25, he's not going to change. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> His <laughs> brain is formed. This. It's done and done. <laughs> 100%. No. And this is, you have been absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for being on. I think this is going to help a lot of charlatans navigate the, the dating pool that is out there and um, hopefully get some, some people to just act right. Honestly, yes. <laughs> we can hope and pray. After the break, we're talking to Rachel D'Alto matches chief dating expert. We'll be right back. Where do you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be. And commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all. When you want. Wherever you want. On your schedule. There is. The Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts.
Rachel D'Alto is Match's chief dating expert, and we sat down and talked about tips to really be able to make yourself vulnerable and put yourself in the best position to find a relationship if that's what you want. So much to unpack with this Singles in America study. So just so everyone knows we're on the same page, this is an annual study done by Match collecting data from over 5,000 singles as part of this study. Rachel, for you, was there anything in particular that surprised you just anecdotally? You know, it's funny. So every year that that I get this data and I'm such a geek when it comes to any sort of data, I always dive in. And a lot of it's, you know, things that maybe change a little bit or, or are a little bit surprising. But I think the one thing that stood out to me is that people are still really interested in relationships. And yeah. I know if you're on TikTok and you're scrolling, you're like, oh my gosh, the world is falling apart. No one wants a relationship anymore. <laughs> Dating is awful. <laughs> and then you have this data that speaks differently. So it doesn't, I'm not trying to say that, you know, those, those experiences aren't valid, but for the most part, people really are looking for finding, they're looking to find a relationship. So that 70% number of of everybody out there is saying, I want something significant and, and it's young people too. So that's, that's always the one that kind of shocks me because I, I don't know. I think about it. I think about my youth. Yeah. (laughs) Well, would I, would I have said yes to that? Then I probably would have been like, yeah, if it's the right person. Yeah, hundred percent. And to your point, it kind of is surprising because especially on TikTok, on these other social media platforms, you see even influencers say, oh, this, you know, F boy, F girl is treating me like this. And if they wanted to, they would and, and all these things. So I totally agree. It was so interesting to see that people really value that. And there, it, it seems to be that there's sort of this idea of more mature dating and people wanting to be a more conscious dater. Is that what, what you're saying too? Yeah. And actually we saw that kind of pop up last year. So last year was the first year where we saw in Singles in America that the trait of just attractiveness wasn't at the top of the list, which, you know, anyone you talk to, they're like, well, you know, looks and everything. And, and all of a sudden we saw this shift towards like people are looking for something more substantial. They're looking for something significant. And so the top five traits that came out this year were trust, someone that they could trust and confide in, something they're someone they're comfortable communicating their wants and needs with, emotional maturity, someone who can make them laugh, and then comfortable with their own sexuality. And I just think that's really cool. I mean, obviously we still want people to be attracted to one another. I don't think that ever yeah. goes away, but if that's the focus, if we're focusing on these types of kind of core characteristics that are really awesome and mm-hmm. substantial, then the attractiveness just makes us for a really amazingly healthy relationship. Here in Charlotte, dating scene is very interesting. I'm no longer in the dating scene, but some of my friends, they tell me these stories just about people not following through or maybe not having that emotional maturity and just looking for one thing rather than looking for a relationship. How do you go about gauging someone even before you've gone out on a date with them if they're interested in maybe something long-term? Is it just using your communication skills and asking them right out or is it something, are there other tips or ways to determine that? I think it's a mix. I do believe that uh, communication is great. And if you're confused about something, ask a question, be prepared for an answer that you may not like. And that's something I think so many people are afraid to say, well, what are you looking for? Or let them know I'm actually looking for something significant because they don't want to chase them away, but you're chasing away the wrong person if, if you're getting the response that you're not looking for. So a lot of times their actions 
will speak way louder than anything that you actually have to ask. Are they making plans? Are they following up on it? Do they do what they say they're going to do? Uh, you know, how are they showing up for you? And you'll have an idea of, of what they're interested in. Are they just saying like, send me pics? Send me yeah. pics? <laughs> let like, me tell you something. Flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point, perhaps they're not looking for something long-term. Yeah. I was, yeah, that would, that would be an understatement. And I think it's funny too, because, and this is just from my dating experience, but people kind of, to your point might sometimes ignore those and be like, oh, well, I can change that person. And I'm assuming that's (laughs) not usually the case. You can't really change someone until they're ready. Yeah. And that's the thing. Listen, it does happen. People who are not interested in getting into a relationship end up in relationships all the time, but you're not going to be, if you're intent on, on really changing someone, you're setting yourself up for failure. So it doesn't mean that you give people, you know, you don't give them a shot. Uh, but once they're repeatedly showing you that this isn't, you know, someone that's looking for something that's the same thing that you're looking for, then it's time to, to cut your losses. Yeah. Are there any two sort of like green flag date ideas for someone that might be more interested in making an actual connection? Is it maybe avoid the, Hey, let's meet at a club, but yeah, (laughs) type thing, you know, like where we can actually have a conversation. Are there any like location or just date green flags that you can talk about or people can look out for? Absolutely. I think anytime that you're actually able to have a conversation, you're you're able to hear each other clubs. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> absolutely absolutely not. Yeah. That's like a fun, like six date idea of, you know, when yeah. you have an idea that this is someone you're just going to go out and have fun with. But in those early stages, you want to, you want to have time to talk and you want it to be low key. And, and that's actually something that came up too, with obviously everything that's happening in the economy right now, people mm. are prefer- preferring more casual dates. I think it was 84% of singles want to have a casual first date because mm-hmm. you don't want to invest one. You don't want to be stuck in some, you know, fancy dinner and you're on your six, you know, sir, your, your six verse, uh, of the dinner. And you're like, are we done yet? Yeah. Um, so you, you definitely want to go somewhere that's more casual, grab a cup of coffee, have a cocktail. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a red flag is, you know, if, if all of a sudden you're downing a bunch of, of, of alcohol and you're not actually getting to know the person or you don't remember yeah. <laughs> getting to know them. So, you want to make yeah. sure you at least remember their name. Like if yeah. anything, like, come on. <laughs> and you want to come off in a good way. So yeah. typically I think, I think, coffee I think a cocktail I think a walk in a park something low-key that doesn't feel like you're you know putting so much pressure on it is the way to go yeah and to your point not breaking the bank I believe this survey also said that 23 percent of singles appreciate frugality more and frugal people is this a behavior that's new would you say or do people always really appreciate someone who's kind of watching uh watching their wallet (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I think money is always a part of dating. And I think people will always be appreciative of people who are financially uh, secure and stable. And to me, if, if, especially if, if we're going into the R word, uh, then we want to look at it in terms of who's being smart with it. So I think it's definitely more appreciated <laughs> um, at this point than maybe in you know the past when there's something, there's been a booming economy. And I think we're, fo- we're more focused on it right now. It's definitely something where in the past, I think people would be like, oh, so judgmental over it. And now it's like, wait, right. that's actually, that's in the pro column. Sort of another component of the singles in America survey was political views and how that could affect someone's 
per perception of you or likeliness to date you? What did that, how did that reflect in the survey and how are people's just opinions changing? Yeah, it just keeps getting more divided. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I think we've seen both Republicans and Democrats becoming increasingly unpopular. It's almost like you, people are looking for people kind of in the middle and, and any time that people are declaring on either side uh, becomes problematic. So, and that's been a trend that we've been seeing over the last, I guess it's been about six years uh, in terms of politics. So it's, it's an interesting thing because I think there's always the possibility to find middle ground with people and you have to have conversations beyond just clicking that box and being like, oh, well, that box is clicked. So clearly there's nothing there. And so my plea <laughs> to singles is to go beyond the initial assumptions because I do believe that there's a lot of common ground that we could have conversations about, uh, which honestly, that's my plea to everybody. <laughs> so not just singles. Uh, but I do believe that there's so many times where we're missing out on opportunities to meet our match because we've seen them put themselves into some box. So either, you know, maybe don't click the box yourself and make that a conversation. Uh, but also when you do see someone that's that's aligned with a particular side, maybe have a conversation before you completely roll them out. Another sort of interesting takeaway that I had from the the survey was the idea of we talked about emotional maturity and how important that is to singles, but also sort of advocating for therapy, prioritizing mental health. Um, you know, 81% of singles report they engage in self-care at least monthly. Is this a shift that really just happened this year or something that you've seen gradually of people prioritizing self-care and mental health? I definitely think it's been something that has increased significantly since COVID because I, I, we definitely had a crisis of mental health and, and loneliness and, and um, anxiety and depression and all of those things. So that's definitely increased. And, and I'm so thankful that people are saying, no, 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 this isn't the way I want to live. Um, but, you know, it's also an interesting thing because we've seen this shift for the younger generations. Gen Z is the most likely to get a therapist, to talk about their problems, to get it out there. And so it's it's not only just a shift in timeline, but it's a shift in terms of, you know, generational uh, ch changes are happening. So we're going in the right direction. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think the more that people engage in that and more that people recognize, oh, wait a second, I can actually address this instead of pushing it down and, and hoping that it doesn't explode. So um, hopefully it, it just continues to escalate talking about the getting to know someone and on an emotional level, I'm sure you've seen and heard of the show Love is Blind. Um, they're shooting a season here in Charlotte right now. Um, and what I found interesting, again, about the survey was 49% of singles have fallen in love with someone that they weren't initially attracted to and sort of breaking that down even more. 44% were men, 52% were women, which I guess is the highest it's been in the past decade. So to answer that age old question of is love truly blind? What would you say the, the answer is? I'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that love can grow. So I was also, yeah. listen, I was an expert on married at first sight. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, in Charlotte, like, I've too. seen it work. And actually it's the same production company that does love is blind. Yeah. Um, so they, they love this blind love thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I do think that love can grow, but I do think there has to be an attraction. I think mm -hmm. that you can absolutely fall in love with a human being 
and you can love them. You can continue to love them, but in order to really create a relationship, there has to be an attraction. And we saw that on Love is Blind. And we've seen that with Married at First Sight. Yeah. We've seen the couples that have continued to do well are ones who either worked through an initial you know, challenge and attraction and let it grow. Um, but we've also seen people that were like, oh, no, 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 they're just not attracted. And yeah. it's not allowing, it doesn't allow them to do the work to try to overcome that by falling in love with the person. The one thing that stood out to me too with uh, with the survey this year was talking about burnout. Even people who are feel they say I'm burnt out, they're still doing it. They're still going out and dating. So even if you're one of uh, the percentage of people who feel like they might be a little burnt out with dating or maybe a little disappointed, there is still so much hope out there and people really are looking for the same thing you're looking for. And maybe you, your stars haven't really collided yet, but there's so much potential. So I would just say never give up hope, even if you have to take a minute, take a breather, but get back out there because love is worth it. The Charlotte Newsmakers podcast is a production of the Queen City Podcast Network and is recorded at the QCPN studios in Uptown Charlotte. Producers are Alex Elich, Jess Dyer, and Brian Baltashevitz. Production manager is Taylor Robinson. If you have a story for us or a topic you think we should cover in depth, send us an email at hello at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. queencitypodcastnetwork.com.